Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You're listening to the Dad Bod Golf Pod with Kyle Rush, Ben Taylor, and Nate Pass. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever and wherever you're listening, welcome to episode 184 of the Dad Bod Golf Pod. I've never liked that intro. I'm just going to be totally honest. I just had to do it because Nate's not here. So we're just going to kick it off and go right into it. It's episode 184. It's Kyle and Ben bringing it back old school. We're ready yeah. to rock and roll on a Would You Rather Wednesday. We got two banger scenarios. We're going to talk a little bit of golf. But first, we're going to let you know tonight's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. What is Bet Online, Ben? It is a website that you can play roulette in the middle of the night. <laughs> if you want to play roulette in the middle of the night, if you want to shoot craps at 2.30 a.m., or if you want to hit, uh, pick a future winners on golf, live bet, whatever you want yes. to do, it's the number one sports betting website in the country, NBA playoffs. The finals are just about set. Oh, yeah. Finals, the finals are here. just about set. We just had a game, I think it was game seven in the the Western uh, Western finals. I'm not sure about the East yet, how that's wrapped up. Did the Celtics end up winning that? What uh, the Celtics did end up winning it. Also, the thing that I took away from it was it made its way all over Instagram today. Uh, Steph Curry got his clubs regripped for the he finals. He did. Steph Curry got his clubs <laughs> regripped before the and, finals. And did it just like the rest of us. Went to Dick's Sporting Goods. To to get his- <laughs> Could have been a Golf Galaxy. I don't know. It was right beside a Best Buy, though, for sure. Uh, use yeah. coupon code BLEAV. B-L-E-A-V. Get a 50% welcome bonus. Give them 100 bucks. They're going to give you 50 back. So you can bet on. How many rounds of golf uh, Steph Curry is going to play during the finals? Because yep. uh, they just clinched tonight. So uh, check them out. We love them. They love us. Bet online where the game starts. starts. Guys, we took Monday off from Memorial Day. Uh, so we want to talk real quick about the tournament this past weekend, the Charles Schwab Challenge, which is hard to say Charles Schwab just to begin with. Yep. Uh, but then you throw in challenge at the end. And we still haven't figured out why the heck they call it a challenge and not an open and invitational tournament uh, Tournament, championship. I mean, there's so many things you can call it. They went with challenge. Uh, So the Charles Schwab challenge, uh, it's one of the tournaments that's at the same venue every year at Colonial Mm -hmm. Country Club is in Fort Worth. Is that where it is? Yep. Fort Worth. Uh, Pretty historic uh, course. That's the course Annika. Yeah, I believe. Yeah. Was it Annika Sorensen that she played? She was that was her first uh mm-hmm. event as a as a not as a man, as a woman playing in a man's event in the PGA tour. That was where she played her first PGA tour event. Uh awesome, awesome ended up being a really awesome tournament. It was knotted up there for a while on uh Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh believe it or not, Scheffler, who went out with like a two-shot lead, fell back uh and into a playoff with Sam Burns. Uh, and Sam Burns hit and then just a, an electric bomb on the 18th hole to uh, the first uh, playoff hole to win, to win it. I so, just want to go on record on our yes. text messaging. I called it like a full hour and a half before it ever happened. You did. I believe you did say he'd win outright, though. Did you say he'd win outright, or did you just say? No, I just said, he, I just said he's going to win this tournament. I said he's going to mess around and win this tournament. You did. Sam uh, Burns finished like two hours before like everybody Two hours else. and 20 minutes. Shot 67, 
or maybe it was even 65. 65. He shot 65. 65 because it was a par. It's a par. Um, yeah, 71. that's right. Because it's a par 71. So, yep. it was, uh, yeah, shot 65, uh, gets into the uh, clubhouse, and then the, the weather kind of got a little windy, and the greens, they, they really liked the term crispy. The, the greens <laughs> got crispier as the day went on. If They said it once. They said it a thousand times, crispy greens. Uh, and then dudes just started dropping like flies. Harold Barner. Was five oh my over, gosh. was ten under, and then went to five under in two holes. Uh, he had See, y'all, I, I sent a text to uh, Kyle and Nate, our group text that we're always uh, we're always doing, especially during tournaments. And remember, I showed you the money list, and I drew an error. I said this was in one hole. This was Harold Varner, and he lost over a million dollars in one hole. Mm. If he would have, if he would have stayed tied for the lead, and he would have ended up winning it because at that yeah. time he was tied for the lead, and if he would have stayed tied for lead and won it, he would have won one point. I don't know. I think it's one point seven million. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he dropped down to like a couple of hundred thousand. And what? then the very next hole, he decided to double again, and mm. he dropped. You didn't even talk about the the the. Uh, you didn't even talk about the triple. He four putted. From... That was the hole. That was that twelve. That was where he went. He lost. It was a that was a one point five million dollar four putt. Four putt. He four putted yeah. from like not that far. Four putted he, from nineteen feet is what the he, stat said. From nineteen feet, he he from nineteen feet he putted it nine feet, and then he blew a ten footer, uh, six feet past, and then he mm-hmm. missed the six footer coming back. So yeah, that's one, two, three, four. That's how you four putt. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it was, easy uh, to do. I, Kyle did this as a scenario we posted on Instagram one time. We were like, how many 10-footers could we hit in a row? And I don't know. I can't remember how many we got. I think most we ever got. One of y'all got – it wasn't me. I think you got to five maybe. Um, I can't remember. Five, ten. So, it, I couldn't imagine with tournament conditions and pressure on the line. And, and crispy greens. And crispy greens. That 10-footer had to have looked 15 feet, especially after you just blew your 19-footer by 10 feet. Uh, so, it probably looked like the same length putt. But that – and then he doubled it. But what a trooper, man. I, I will say, HV3 hung around afterwards, took pictures, signed he autographs. He did sign autographs. I'd have been pissed off and left. <laughs> yeah. Let's go ahead and tell you. He had a smile on his face with his caddy. Of course, I told my wife <laughs> while we were watching that, he like afterwards, he, you know, he he gives his caddy a hug and both of them are kind of smiling. I'm like, if I'm the caddy, I'm pissed. That's just $1.5 million. That, that 20% just grand. went away. Yeah. yeah. That twenty percent just went out the window because of your sorry ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, over a four putt, and then uh, I mean, he just hit a bad shot on the par three, and there's water yeah. everywhere, so that just is what it is. And then the drop zone is just about as far as the dang tee shot. I sh- he should have just reteed. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so uh, they get to a playoff. Everybody falls back to the field. Um, Brendan Todd had a shot. Uh, he was eight under. He could have birdied eighteen. Didn't he actually missed the green and then. Uh, shorten a bunker couldn't couldn't haul it out um scheffler uh gets in the house makes two makes two pretty good pars down the stretch uh, yeah, he made great pars he had to they were par saves uh i think it. i think probably the 17th was probably a better par save than the 18th because apparently that bunker shot even though i thought both of them short-sighted themselves apparently it was fairly easy both of them yeah. got up and down easy um, yeah. so i guess it i i guess they were hitting one both into the wind and that it was uphill, so it was going to stop. I thought when they short sided themselves, I was like, "Yep, this is where Burns wins it." Like, 
just right here. He's going to end up bogeying the 18th. And uh, he got up and down. I, also, our, our buddy Scott Stallings made a run. And he did. He did, man. It was just so say, tough. The conditions were so tough. And 18 was playing way tougher than everybody thought. All those guys had gap wedge or pitching wedge in their hand. Hitting into a wall of wind. And just everybody came up short because yeah. Stallings – the the announcers were talking about how they thought he was aimed a little too right, but you could tell he was playing that draw in there because even when it hit short, it spun back dead left. Like yeah. he was playing, like he was trying to make it. He just was hitting into a friggin' gust of 35 miles an hour and it just grabbed his ball and left it 20 feet short. But that's his best finish of the year. And it was yeah. fun watching our boy uh, with like, Tons of TV coverage, tons of TV yes. coverage. And he was basically in it until he three-putted 17. He three-putted 17, and 17 was not easy. Like, that was a, that was a tough pin. Uh, and if you got it going far past the hole, everybody had the same 10-footer coming back. Scotty Scheffler even had it, and he drained it. Uh, yeah, Scheffler should have three-putted 17. Like, that was yeah. an unbelievable comeback putt that he made. Yep, so Sam Burns wins. Uh, wins the first, Like I said, wins in the first playoff. They go play 18. He hits like a 30-footer from off the green, uh, just jars it. And then Scheffler had about a, what, a 35, 40-footer. I mm-hmm. guess it had to be a little bit closer because uh, Burns put it first. But uh, mm-hmm. he he just kind of – I mean, it was a good good effort. But his didn't break. Didn't didn't really scare Burns is Burns is bro- broke from above the hole, but Scheffler's didn't break from below the hole. Like, below I, think the hole he, I think he had the right line. It just didn't get the break he thought he saw. Yep. So, uh, you know, going into uh, a little conversation real quick. Um, so, Scotty Scheffler, I mean, holy cow. He had an opportunity to win oh, five tournaments out of, what, eight events? Eight events. Um, he did miss the cut at the PGA. We're about halfway, a little, like, right at halfway through the season. Um, and, like I said, he's got four wins. He he had a playoff to win five. So, the scenario I want to post, I want to give you an over-under, and then let's mm-hmm. just talk it out. Over the rest of the year, so you got two majors left. You got some big tournaments. You got the playoffs. If the, I'm going to set the over-under at one and a half. How I'm many? Sure I'm sure he'll play the Memorial. I'm sure he'll play some of the oh, yeah. like big-name tournaments. One and a half, 1.5. The over under, Over-under, <laughs> Scotty Scheffler wins for the rest of the year. Okay. 1.5. I re- – I, as much as hot as he, because you, it's hard to argue with his success. Like you yeah. just said, he's been, he's had a chance to win five of eight tournaments that he's yeah. played in. That's phenomenal. So I want to go over, but I will say this the competition now is just unbelievable. I mean, Stallings had a chance to win it. HV3, if he just doesn't brain fart on the back nine, he probably should have won that tournament. She, she shoots a 45. Yeah. Um, and then you got Sam Burns, who's also a multiple tournament winner this year. Yes. Um, that's number three for him because he won early uh, when he won a couple early. So I want to go over just because I think I think one of these tournaments is just going to play easy. And with him being as good as he is, and I want to go over. But then I look at the competition. And I said, I just don't know. If the line said at one and a half, that must mean they may think he may win one more, and that's it. Yeah. So – no, there is no line. I made that line up. Oh, you made that line up? I'm going to yeah. go gut feeling. I'm going to go over. And the only reason is because of the statistic you just gave. He's had a chance to win five of the eight tournaments he's played in. And he's got you, about 10 left, realistically, that he'll probably play in. Maybe 10 tournaments left. So, And so giving him 
basically, let's just say out of the next 10 tournaments he plays in, there's yeah. a four to five, there like four to five of them, he's going to have a chance down the stretch to win. What and do you think? Already, and he's which ones he's do you think? It. Which ones do you think he has the best chance to win? I don't think the U.S. Open is one because the U.S. Open, you and I have talked about, it, that's one of the strongest fields in golf. So um, he, the competition is going to be there, and it just play the U.S. Open just plays different. Uh, yeah. I do think I don't know how he plays, but with the course as short as he is and as creative as he is, because that's what he's he's turned to lately is his creativity. I think he has a chance to win the Open Championship, British Open, so uh, oh, yeah. where he could be a, a two-time major winner in the year. Um, you know, but his with his length, he's got a chance. Like the Memorial coming down on eighteen always gives people trouble. That fits his shot shape. Like he could he could pick up two shots on the field in that tournament just from birdie in 18 two days out of the four yeah um or pick up th- three or four shots from birdie in 18 uh two days out of the uh um out of the four so i mean that's a possibility uh i know we make fun of the travelers but i'm sure he'll probably play in something like he's not sponsored by rbc so i don't know if he'll play in that he might uh, take that week off he may take canada off um so yeah i think he's i you think he's over. got a chance i think he's i say over too because i think with his length he's got a chance He's going to be up there in the FedEx Cup standings. He got a chance to win it on the the final tournament of the year. That's the one. See, I'm sort of I'm sort of penciling that in as a win because he mm. gets to start off. Yeah, he gets to start off with a lead. So I'm sort of penciling that in as a win already. So with I'm a gonna, big ass lead too. Yeah, I'm going to say over as well because basically. There's no, I mean, they talked about it. There's like no way anybody can catch him um, mm. uh, for the rest of the year. So uh, somebody would have to win like both majors. There'd have to be like a, one of the guys win like two or three times to catch him. Is there so, another WGC? You always get big points for WGC. Is there another WGC uh, event? Is Rocket City Mortgage Classic? Is that a, is that a WGC? Or I'm not sure. um, if, if somebody can win one of the majors, a WGC, and it's got to be one of the guys that's already in the top ten. So it's got to be like a JT or uh, or even a Sam Burns. Sam Burns could probably catch him if he won one of the majors, which he could very well do that as well. And he won a WGC. I'm sure he the math is there. But what? There's maybe three guys in the field that can catch him at this point. If that, yeah. so he's gonna he's gonna be lit. And even if they do catch him, Kylie's still gonna start with in second place or third place. He's starting a tournament. Exactly. So, um, exactly. he's still getting strokes above the rest of the field, except for the two guys that may, may or may not be ahead of him. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, that, you got it. That's a good one to pencil. I keep forgetting that they always start. The, with the so that's what I'm, I'm looking at. I'm looking at that one. And then I don't know, one of these playoff, like the, the Wyndham or, um, mm-hmm. TPC, uh, I guess, uh, the BMW, something like that. Like, I just feel like he's going to probably win one of those, you know, one of those playoff tournaments and then uh, the tour championship. So I'm going to go with over two, I think, which is crazy to think that we're talking about Scotty Scheffler could be a six, I mean, win six times on the tour this year. Yeah. Just, that's just kind of nuts to think, but that's just how good he is. And we just saw he could have already had his fifth win this past weekend um, if he just shoots even par the last day, mm-hmm. like in, in terrible con- conditions. He only shot two over and then uh, went to a playoff. So Scotty Scheffler. He's pretty pretty good. He's not he's he, not bad. And he made and he made the wedding that night. Yes, and then he went to a wedding afterwards, which is and what then, a life. What a and, life. 
He went to a wedding and Sam Burns went to Bucky's. Sam Burns <laughs> did go to Bucky's. I saw he went, that. He went to Bucky's. That's the only way to celebrate in Texas is going to Bucky's. We're getting to Bucky's. Hey, <laughs> Beavers at work. Beavers yes. at work. I've seen the yes. signs. They are at work. You know what else is at work? What's that? The laser range finders from Blue Teeth oh, Golf. Yeah. Let me tell you what. Go get you, you, you. They got all these these things like the bush nails and all these deals. They got the slope on them. You're going to pay five hundred and fifty dollars for it. no doubt. You can get the series three, uh, series three blue tees, which does uh, blue tees rangefinder, which has the laser lock on the buzz, uh, the magnet built in. The bush nails don't even have those. The magnet built in. You can stick it to the side. You don't have to get the stupid wrap on it or anything <laughs> like that. It just sticks, comes out of the box ready. On and off toggle slope. In, uh, I think they call it like infrared. Like So it kind of has like a red it, a red view in, in the lens, which helps it lock on a lot better, a lot easier. Uh, all for under $400. I mean, mm-hmm. and then you use coupon code DADBOD, you can take another 10% off. Like, uh, I don't know why you would want to spend a full, uh, pay full price for uh, a range fire anymore. It's all, it's all marketing after that. Like if you, you got something like blue tees, you can go out there, you can trust it and you don't have to break the bank to make it happen. Love those guys. Check them out. Blue tees golf, and then use coupon code dad bod, get you 10% more off. I love it. So, and they look uh, cool and they come in different colors. Get the pink. Yep, Let me just pink, you, get the black, pink. Navy blue. They even got Bluetooth speakers. Um, yes you get yeah you can get a bundle right now and still save 10 percent even on the bundle oh yeah you can take 10 percent off the bundle you just 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 save everything let's go just buy the whole store save it all all right uh so nate's typically our scenario guy but ben and i put our heads together not wednesday that wednesday snuck up on him bub yeah the wednesday the would you rather wednesday that's every wednesday it was tough it it, (laughs) it snuck up on him this time the holiday got him that's fine We'll, we'll we'll let it slide so uh, ben came up with a scenario. I yes. came up with a scenario. Neither one of us knows what the other scenario is. So we're going to drop the bomb, let it uh, let it erupt, and then uh, see what happens afterwards. So uh, we're going to start off with Ben's, and then I got one after that, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So Ben, hit me with the first scenario. We get to see how quickly Kyle is able to use Google on the fly because he's going to want to do some research on that. Because I told, I said, I said, I can't give you this because I don't want you researching it because I know how you are. You're big into, re- big research guy. Huge research guy. Would you rather hmm. be crowned an amateur champion or a collegiate individual champion? And why? Uh, I would go... I would go with the amateur champion. Uh, okay, why? Uh, I think it's a a lot of co- college guys win the amateur championship, but I feel like it's still it's just a little bit more prestigious. and And I don't know exactly the um, I don't know exactly all of the exemptions you get, but I know you get exempt into the Masters, into a couple of different events from the U.S. Amateur. I'm not sure. If you win the collegiate national championship, if you get those same exemptions, neither one of them are going to win you money. But it does seem like the uh, it does seem like the U.S. amateur kind of catapults a lot. Maybe maybe kind of catapults your career a little bit easier. I, I don't really know. It just seems like U.S. amateur um, would be uh, a little bit more prestigious. Although it would be pretty sweet winning 
the college the collegiate national championship for your school that you're playing yeah. for too. So that is it team or individual? Individual, uh, not team. So you're like a um uh Kirk Pettit or uh Matthew Wolf or the kid from Vandy Augusta, who just won the this guy, past Augusta year. State, the guy from Augusta State that beat Brandon Mancino. Um, yes. Like yes. that guy. Yeah, that's so. That's what you. I mean, that's that's what you are. You're you, you are you do represent your school, but it's an it's an individual award because it is crowned before the actual team competition is crowned. They they actually do the individual national champions like three or four. He won day before yesterday because when you're watching this, it'll be on 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 a Wednesday. So he won on um, Monday. And then they had the final four on Tuesday. Here's another championship on, on Wednesday. So here's um, another, here's another reason why I would take the USAM champ over the collegiate champ. I kind of feel like the collegiate champ could be kind of fluky because mm -hmm. you ride the coattails of your teammates for the whole year. And then if you just get hot for four rounds or three rounds, no, it's four rounds. You just get hot for yeah. four rounds you're the national champion. You know what I mean? You may have had a crappy year. With USAM, there's all these different stages, and then you have to go into match play and, and all that good stuff, and you get to wear – you get to wear in shorts and both, so you win on both sides there. But so, uh, I don't know. I'm going USAM. You get, to use a, you get to use a push cart, though, in the individual uh, collegiate. Uh, so Ooh, that's there, a plus. There's, there's that. There's the plus. So, it, you – it, and he, here's here's why I would take collegiate championship because I will say this: you were right about the USM. You do get some some exemptions. You get uh, to the Masters, U.S. Open, Open, and the British Open. Wow! Um, and so those are the three that you get. Here's the crappiest part about all that: is the guy that you just beat. He gets those same damn exemptions. He just didn't get a trophy. So oh yeah, runner yes. up. Get, yeah. So the runner up still is going to get to go do that stuff too. Uh, and as far as exemptions for NCAA championship, they get some sponsor exemptions to be able to play, to play as like an amateur, but there's nothing that's guaranteed. So you're yeah. going to at least get those guarantees like you were talking about. However, here's what you do get guaranteed because I'm taking the collegiate individual championship. And the reason being, because even being an Auburn guy, you're going to basically be just absolutely on steroids hero anywhere around the golf complex the rest of the time you could the u.s amateur champion that guy that won from that won this past year or, or kurt um i mean um kurt pettit won the collegiate national uh, national championship turk but pettit. uh uh yeah turk pettit i'm sorry the, i forgot the uh the guy that won the usm but that's the thing is i knew who won the collegiate and i didn't know who won the yeah. daggum but turk amateur. is from auburn so it, yeah yeah but i mean like matthew wolf i knew he was i knew like i can't i can't name off other guys that were collegiate or that were usm besides tiger and bryson dechambeau those are the only and buddy alexander <laughs> buddy yeah. see and yeah. and so uh you're gonna be there's gonna you also if as a as an amateur champion you can't accept money over 750 bucks now with nil being a collegiate guy you can get way more than seven hundred and fifty dollars. Oh wow! If you you're if you win, I wonder how NIL affects amateur status because if you were to win it as like a sophomore, mm -hmm. holy cow! At the NIL money you could make and still stay in college. Yes, I mean I know those guys may want to go pro, but like if you were to win it, like Brandon Mancino, I think was a sophomore or he was either a freshman or a sophomore when he came in second, he got kind of, he kind of got screwed on the 18th hole, just terrible, terrible luck. 
and lost to I can't remember the guy's name from Augusta Augusta State, but like he was really young. Like imagine the NIL deal he gets after that. Yes. If you get paid, like that is actually a very good. That's actually a very good point. I still think I would take the majors, uh, major appearances, um, and the status from that. But there is there is definitely there's definitely something cool about winning it. Uh, wearing your team colors. Uh, yes. Here's the trash thing about winning the U.S. Amateur. Yeah. They're like, you get the next 10 years, you're exempt to play in the U.S. Amateur. But I just won the U.S. Amateur. I'm going pro. Like, I, I'm not right. I, I'm not taking – like, you can take that 10 years and shove it all up in your rear. I'm not yeah. taking that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm going pro. They make that like a big deal. That probably was a big deal back during the Bobby Jones era. Bobby days. Jones era, back when you had to sign your card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> makes him be so mad at us he's not yeah. here to defend himself yeah. uh but you know t- today's time where they're like yeah you get an exemption over the next 10 years in u.s amateur whoop-de-doo like whoop-de-doo show, show me the masters and show me the u.s open bub i don't care anything about next year's amateur u.s amateur here's the tiger because tiger was back-to-back usam champs yeah. so i mean i guess in that like Yes, back in the mid-90s, that was cool to get that exemption. But even somebody like a Tiger, he didn't use it. Phil didn't use it. Yeah. I mean, they don't stay 10 years. So give them something else. Give, give them an exemption to make it cooler to be the AM champ. Give them exemption to all the rest of the damn tournaments throughout the rest of the year. The cool, that? I think the coolest thing, though, is that you don't get to participate every year, but you get to go to Augusta every year. And you could play in the par three tournament every yep. year. You could play the practice rounds Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, like you're yep. going to play in the tournament. Like you get that forever, which that's yeah. really damn cool too. So no, that's super buddy, cool. Like Buddy Alexander was telling us about that. Like he's had hole in ones in the par three contest before. Mm-hmm. Like he's done it for a hundred years. So um, there is some pluses, but I just feel like U.S. Amateur just kind of dump trucks at, at, at the end of the day. I think you're hoping I would take collegiate. <laughs> I think you're really hoping I would take no that. no I really no I really thought about it and I was like man it would be so cool to be an individual champion for your university yes and to be able to come back and and basically your picture's all on the wall like now there's a there's a difference to that as as USAM champ your picture's headed straight to the U.S. Golf Hall of Fame like you're going to be in there too for being an amateur champion um but the fact that you're going to be able to hobnob with it, let's just say you went Mancino, if he would have won it that year, he basically, they already get to come back and spend time with the program. Put that on steroids. If you're a champ, if you're a national champ, like you're yeah. going to be all over that place. And when you look back at the previous national champions that have won the collegiate national championship, they're on tour of recent. So it's like, and they're getting those exemptions now. They're not getting the exemption to play in the Masters, and they're not getting the exemption to play in the U.S. Open like you do as an AM champ. Uh, but they're still getting exemptions to play in other tournaments. Yeah. And the funny part about that is they can take money. Yep. Well, like for example, this is an example. This is this is a cool story, and I actually know this guy, um, Chip Spratlin. Uh, this is the 20th year anniversary of when he won yes. the individual championship. I've actually played golf with Chip Spratlin. And he played in 1995, won the NCAA championship, and beat Tiger Woods. So he gets to have that that story uh, for his whole life. Um, and then Tiger turned around and won the USAM. USAM. Yeah. <laughs> Let's ask Chip. 
that's what we should ask Chip. What's cooler, winning the Chip, national championship? Chip, let's call. Hey, Chip, let's let's talk right now. You yeah. get to pick. You could take Tigers USM, and he could have your NCAA championship. Which one yeah. do you pick? If you could switch right now, would you do it? That would be interesting. You should ask him. Since you played golf, you should, we got to ask him. He'd I say, got hey, a connection is- with him. I might get him on the podcast. I like, want, that would this, be an awesome podcast. Yeah, because we could say, look, this this was a scenario. This is you know. Ben wants to be the hometown hero, and he wants to just have free beers the rest of his life anytime he visits the Auburn golf program. Yeah. Uh, he finds that more important. But I'm also closer to 50, so I think that would be pretty cool to be able to do it this age. Yeah. Probably wouldn't find that as cool at 24, 25. But, right. you know, bumping up there near 50, that would be pretty neat to be able to go back and sit in there and tell old stories like John Daly does and drink beer and smoke stogies in front of those young whippersnappers young, that are <laughs> – Young flat bellies or whatever yeah, they call young flat bellies. Yeah, all right. That'll be, I think that's, we're winners either way. I think that's perfect. Like this, the the way you described it of what you get. Yes, that is cool. But I still think it. I think either one. I'd be interested to see if Chip would switch. If he, if he at today's age, would he switch? Yep, we'll ask him. I'll get him. We'll get him on. That'd be that would be a cool story, regardless. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of cool, uh, y'all need to check out Primo Golf Apparel. Um, you've seen us in the joggers. Look, they got. That's not all they have. No. Yes, they're awesome. Uh, they've got uh, blade collar polos, which are which are sick. They the material feels so good, lightweight. Uh, they're coming out with a whole bunch of new styles. Those they should start being ready to ship in July. Like it's right around the bend. You're talking about awesome prints, polos, uh, woven belts. Everybody loves uh, belts. They got all kind of different colors. Uh, and they're they're affordable. They're like thirty five dollars. Like you get a woven belt from like Peter Millar, it's like one hundred and twenty bucks. Like it's ridiculous. Great price stuff, and you get a discount. Use coupon code DadPod fifteen. Take fifteen percent off every single order that you want to for the rest of until they don't like us anymore. So uh, <laughs> Maddie and those dudes, uh, they're awesome. They've sent us a whole bunch of stuff. We love yeah. those guys. Primo Golf Apparel. Check them out. Uh, joggers are becoming the next big thing. You're seeing a lot more pros wearing them. Uh, so, so go ahead and jump on board. Jump and on the board. woven belts. That's a, that's so hilarious. That back the in that like nineties and two thousands, the woven belts you get for like nine ninety nine at Walmart. Cause nobody will wear them. And now that's like what everybody, like the white belt wants. is out and everybody's wearing the woven belt. Woven now. belts, a little stretchy yeah. woven. Love it. Love yeah. it. Hey, All before right. you move on yeah. to your stereo, I, I do want to point out too the fact I saw that picture too. You're talking about chip when he beat tiger, you know, what was behind him. There were a bunch of scorecards behind him. You know what he didn't have to sign? All the people that were keeping up with his damn score that were right there behind him, that it was showing right there in the picture. So I still don't understand why you have to sign a damn scorecard because the entire tournament kept up with it the entire time and knew he beat Tiger Woods. Exactly, exactly. No, nobody I'm, doubted. Nobody nobody had <laughs> any any doubt in it in whatsoever. And that was in 95, Kyle. That was before you had all the technology today. Yep. He probably they they probably needed to sign him at that point in time though cuz it probably wasn't televised and walking scorers and electronic still, scores stuff like but that. Still, but still yeah. they had his score posted. Oh yeah, they knew. They it. knew it. They knew it. All right, so here's my scenario. Okay. Uh and I want to give a shout out to uh so in the uh, Locked On Auburn Discord, we have a golf channel uh mm-hmm. and I threw this out there and this was an unbelievable scenario from uh a guy, his his handles just binge sixty one, bnj sixty one. So me. rarely, it's not you. <laughs> so rarely, rarely do you, will there be this this at a course. But 
I'm sure there's courses out there. And if you play at a course like this, I know you have a story where this has happened. Okay. Opening hole, par three. Okay. Opening Ooh. hole, par three. You hit a hole in one on the breakfast ball. Do you get to count it? You're sitting there. You block the first one outright into the bunker. Breakfast ball. We're going to take a second one. Jar it. Does it count as a hole in one? It counts on the scorecard. You get to write a one on the court scorecard. But do you get the story? Do you do you get to count it in your in your golfing career? What do you get to do? Well, you you call it, Ben. Does it count? Have, <clears throat> this coming for a guy that does not have a hole in one. Yeah, I've come close so many times, but I do not have, which is kind of odd because you would think. I mean, I'm not, this isn't a humble brag by any means, but Kyle has said that like with my wedges and like my nine irons, like playing some short par threes, you would think that I would have lucked out and jarred one at some point. Yeah. Um, and, you know, from 135 in, like some at some point, some, some magic would have happened. Right. It has not. It never has. Um, however, holding one on breakfast balls is a no-go on me. No. Suck <laughs> like you. So you don't count that. Like you don't no. get to talk about it. You don't get to nope. brag about. Do you have? Okay, I guess you get. No, out wait of now. Wait, I would tell people. I'd be like, yeah, I actually had a three where I hit it in from you know from the from the tee box after I put my first one in the water, or I hit the first one out of bounds, and we always take. A, I would tell the story. I'd be like, we always take a breakfast ball on one, so I decided to go ahead and hit another one, and I, and, I, and I hold it. That's key. So so. Your story is you will qualify your story. So when people say, "Hey, have you ever had a hole in one?" you you would say, "I've no, I had came, one." I, I'd but say no. it's on. I'd say no. I came close. It counted as a three because I hit my first ball in the water. That's how I would describe it. And then I hit my next ball in the hole. But you counted. But you didn't count it as a three. You wrote it down as a one on the scorecard. I see. I would have never written it down as a one. I would have never written it down. on the first hole. I would after a breakfast ball. No, I would. Kyle, if we're so on if we're on eight at AU Club, and I hit my first ball in the water, I hit my ball in the water. The other three guys hit their ball in the water because I've been a part of groups like this before, and they're like, you know what? We're all routine. We're going again. You hit a hole in one, it does not count. You're not you're not taking a hole. It doesn't go on the card, so it doesn't matter if it's first hole or whatever hole it may be. Okay, because there, you know, you don't. I mean, there's a reason you can't even do that. Like on a mulligan, you can't even get win the truck at a at a scramble. Like you just, it doesn't count. You can't do that. So you can't mm. write down a one. You can't write down a one on the second ball you hit. So what do you? A breakfast ball. Okay, do you write down whatever it is? What if you? What if you're on the first tee and you rip your drive out of bounds and then you re tee and you make a birdie? What do you write down? Oh, that, I think that's different. I, I write down a bird. That's not a hole in one. A hole in one's a, 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 a like it's an eagle. So what if you start off with a pole? Okay, okay. It's a hole in no, one's an eagle. A hole in one's no, an eagle. A hole in one is a hole in one. Everybody uh, that says that, oh, it's the no. same thing. It's just two. It's just minus two from what a your hole in one is. Is an eagle. It's no. an eagle. It's you can't take under. credit for a hole in one. It's two under. Matter of fact, so, we even we even do that. Okay, Sagahatchee. That's one. Okay, Sagahatchee has got water on the left. You can't really go OB right because uh, there's 18 or there's nine fairway over there. Uh, but you got water on the left. And there have been times where when I've played out there with buddies, we call it a cheating birdie. When you hit that first one in the water and you take that breakfast ball and then you end up birdie in the first hole. 
Yeah. Like even then that day, we even call it cheat. And if we're gambling, you're not allowed to use like that one doesn't count because I've we have never a, played in that. I've that never. Yeah. That's the way we do it. We, we do that. Like it, it so is the on, first hole is just out. First hole, you just don't play the first hole, but you, the first hole is just, there's just no bet on the first hole is what it is. Is that what you're saying? So, like, whenever you play with your friends, like, essentially, number one is just a warm-up hole. Nobody, there's no bet because nine times out of ten, somebody's going to take a, a breakfast ball on number one. Yeah, I would say number I, – I would venture to say – there's not, like, a written rule that we have, but I'd venture to say I doubt that any money has exchanged over the first hole with, our, with the group that I play with. Okay. Yeah, we – as a matter of fact, I mean, there, there have even been times where – like somebody that did birdie after going OB, like out there at Salt, like hitting in the water. Yeah. Like there'll be times where a guy have like a 10 foot putt for part of like pick it up. Just, I, I feel bad. Like just pick it up. Let's go. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and just go to the next hole. So no, I just I, don't you, see the difference. No, you can't. If you can't I, I write a one down, if you can't write a one down, you can't write a three down. You can't write a four down. If, if you birdie or if you birdie or eagle, uh, uh, after a breakfast ball, if you can't ride a one down after a breakfast ball, you can't ride a birdie or an eagle down after a breakfast ball on any other par four or par five. That's if you got to be consistent, then come on now. You got to no, be because I think the outlier is a hole in one's just different, man. That's just different. <laughs> At the end of the day, it's not. That's di- I mean, because think about it. no, it is because it is because I just told you I've never had a hole in one ever. I've had Man, tons of birdies in my career. It. I've had tons of eagles in my career. I've never had a hole in one. Dude, so getting another don't. birdie or getting another eagle, okay, congratulations, that's awesome. But would you I, say so? So if they if someone said, "Have you had a hole in one?" You wouldn't say, "Yeah, I've had one on a breakfast ball." It's a crazy story. I had one on a breakfast ball. I, I hit one left. I dropped another one. Or I no, hit one I on the ne- green. I hit one on the green. I was like, I just didn't flag it, so I hit another one and it went in the hole. So I got I had a hole in one on a breakfast ball. You would no, you would say you would not even call, that, call it a hole in one. I wouldn't call that a hole in one. Not even with a qualifier. No. <laughs> You're I wouldn't crazy. call that a hole in one. I wouldn't. You're crazy. I don't think anybody can call that a hole in one. Like you can't yeah. legit go tell that story at a bar somewhere to buddies when they start telling golf stories. Like, I think can't. it makes the story better. No, it doesn't. It makes you a damn cheater. That's what it does. No, no. Yes, Everybody hits breakfast balls. Everybody hits breakfast balls. Come on, man. And that Thursday afternoon round, everybody hits breakfast balls. I count it. Hell, I counted a whole one where I was by myself. I'm counting <laughs> this one, too. I'm counting this one, too. And we make fun of you every time you count the one by I yourself. Count and you have video proof, and we still don't believe whatever you. Whatever I have to – whatever I write on the card, that's what I got. That's what I count. So <laughs> – if uh, if you hit, if you blow the first, you heard it first. Kyle Rush is gonna pistol whip you in every scramble he true. plays in because what true. he writes you know, on the card no, sticks. No, no, because we're playing the same rules. So hey, bud, you want to hit another ball? Hit another ball. We got a breakfast. We're, we we call it at the beginning. If we're gonna play a breakfast ball, play your damn breakfast ball. If you like your shot and you're gonna be a little cocky guy, go ahead and get back in the card. If you want to hit another one just to get a little <laughs> loose, sometimes it's hard to get to the range beforehand. You got to get two to get you know kind of get the blood pumping. Uh, no, whatever you write down on the card after like in a breakfast ball scenario is your score, mm-hmm. period. If you're going to count birdies, if you're going to count eagles, it counts. There's no other way to do it because if you don't play your first ball, otherwise just never take a breakfast ball. But if you don't, if you don't play your first ball in that scenario, then 
How can you? How the reason can you not the reason we score? don't we will on the on the birdies and eagles we'll write them we'll write them down, but it doesn't count towards. I told you we got this standard bet with the group that I play with. Yeah, and this and and it's a it's a bet where we play or we pay X amount of money for birdies and X amount of money for eagles. Yeah, let's just use let's use number one at the lake at RTJ as an example. You go in the water there and you get take your breakfast ball, but then you you hit it down there in the middle of the fairway and then you go up and you you hit you a tap in birdie. You're not you're not getting paid any money for that birdie. But what do you write down on your scorecard? They will write down a birdie. Like we will write down a birdie on that just okay. because. You got a bird, but like no birdie. money's exchanged. So you write down a birdie because you birdie. Yeah, on a breakfast ball. <laughs> so what? Everybody's playing a breakfast ball. And again, you're you're trying to compete. You do this all the time where you compare apples to oranges. How? You're comparing a hole in one to a regular eagle, and that's not the case. No, that's just not the case. You're you're trying have, to because I have hit in from the fairway numerous times for eagle. That's about the same distance as a par three as a hole in one, but it's not a hole in one. It's pretty like damn sick, e- though. An eagle is a pretty, especially but when you, people were watching me. It was pretty damn sick when that if ball somebody, hey, I tell you what, I tell you what though. If somebody says, "Have you had a hole in one?" You say, "Nah," but I hold out from. I've hold out from. You will. You will say, "I've never had a hole in one," but I bet you say, in the follow up, "No," but I've either had several hole outs or. I had a hole out for eagle uh, on a uh, or a double eagle on a par five. Like you, you don't say. I and eat. I would still say that even if I got a breakfast ball hole in one, I'd be like, nope, I don't. I've come close so many times. I been you. There's no. There's way. no chance there's I would. No, no way you wouldn't say. I would not feel right about yes, myself telling somebody would. that I that I pulled a ball out of my pocket. You would claim it with a disclaimer. You no. would hundred percent. You would say. Yes, I have a hole in one, no. but it was on a breakfast ball. But I hit, but I teed one up and I hit it in the hole in one shot. No. Yes, you would totally say that. No, I would too. I would, I would, I would, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say I had a hole in one with just like, and that be it. I wouldn't You're, just say, yeah, that's I. Ha, I have two hole in ones. I had one by myself and one and and. And one on a breakfast ball. You're struggling to be even worse. I had one by myself and one on a breakfast ball. Yeah. Like, you lying son of a bitch. All right. You have no honor. You have no honor. No, I mean, I would say, I would say I've had a hole in one, but I had it on a breakfast ball. Then that's not a hole in one. It is a hole in one. You know what? It It is a hole in one. It doesn't even legally count. There are courses that will ask you when you turn in your scorecard and you say you had a whole, they will ask you, is it from a mul- Did you take a mulligan to get it? Cause they won't honor it. They won't let you buy like the flag and stuff. That's fair. That's fair. I don't need that. I just, I'm just saying, do you call it a hole in one? When you just need the self gratification of giving yourself an extra hole in one in your when life. Somebody really a hole you, in one. When somebody asks you, did you have, have you ever had a hole in one? You will without a doubt answer. Yes, I have one. But it was on a breakfast ball. That's the difference. It was a, it was I would say no. Ten people I don't watching. have one. I don't believe. I don't that. have one. <laughs> you have to. You have to. Then you can't. Then if, if that's the case, I don't, I, have don't be- to. <laughs> I don't believe this is apples to. I don't believe this is an apples to orange comparison. I think it's apples to apples. It's because all you're doing is saying one score does count on a breakfast ball and one doesn't count on a breakfast ball. Or actually, no, that's not what I'm saying. You're, that, but you're saying. An eagle is an eagle, and it's not. How many eagles have you had in your life? Several. Yeah, probably a hundred. I mean, knowing how far you hit the ball, you probably from a had, score from you a probably score had 100 standpoint. eagles. 
you've had one hole in one. Yes. With an asterisk. That's <laughs> with an asterisk. See, that's not the same. That's not the same. Like that, you can't put hole in one. I'm eagle not in the saying same but the thing is, I'm not saying that an eagle is a hole in one. A hole in one is an eagle. They are both two under. What I'm saying is, if you can't count a, a hole in one on the first hole, then you can't count anything on a first hole with a breakfast ball. It's a score. At the end of the day, it's a score. So if you blow your first, if it's a par five, you blow your first one way out of bounds right. You rip one down the middle, then you hole out for a double eagle from 220 yards out. You're telling me you don't count that? You won't get not in our group. You won't get paid for doing that. (laughs) I've played with your group. I don't believe you. (laughs) Y'all be high fiving and pumping. I tell you, a double double eagle would pay a whole lot of money in our group, and they'd be like, "There, I got the guy that." Guy that doesn't play with us when you play, like he's he's working or something. Oh, he would flat out look at everyone. He, I am not paying any of you sons of bitches for that. Like he would. <laughs> Does he take two off the first tee? If we're playing the same rules, who cares? Yeah, we all take two off first tee. Well then, how? Well then, well, he rarely ever takes two off because he hits it right down the middle every single damn time. So okay. no, he probably doesn't take two off the first tee. If he, do, if he doesn't, if he doesn't, maybe the only time you know, remotely have an all the times we've been playing, you're frozen. Only, by the way. Oh, if you can hear me, I can hear you. This makes for fantastic podcast content. I can, and what's funny is on the YouTube video, you can hear Ben say all that, and then you can hear me freeze up. It's going to kick on in just a second, I think. Uh, but we'll jump back in as soon as the uh, as soon as the internet kicks on. All right, we're back. Sorry, I had a little technical difficulties. Ben was just telling me how uh, he would never count birdies, eagles, anything. On a breakfast ball, hole in one doesn't matter, doesn't count. Let me tell you who would. That's Mister. <laughs> that's Mister. Nate Pass. He is a dominant breakfast ball golfer. So if he gets that breakfast ball in play, it's game over. It's you just better go ahead and count it. It's it's on the card, it, and you're paying. So I'm just gonna go ahead and tell you. I still say the more and more I think about, it, I think you just can't compare a hole in one from a opening par three on a breakfast ball to any other type of breakfast ball. Hmm. I just, I just don't think you can. There we go into the, you know what that it's, is then? Because it's, it's just a rarity, man. You're just going, that's, you know what this is? This is just does rules. <laughs> and you know how I feel about just does rules. I do not like them. Don't make me quote Joe Dirt. Please, God, don't make me quote Joe Dirt. <laughs> Oh, good discussion. Good discussion. I say count it with a disclaimer. Ben says you can't count it at all. So there you go. Hole in one on a breakfast ball. Guys, Kyle's cheap. Incredible breaking news right now. Okay. Yeah. Yep. When you're hearing this, it's going to be the first time people are really talking about it. It just hit Twitter. Dustin Johnson has joined the Live Tour. He will be playing. He signed on, committed to play in the London first event. And per PGA Tour, he's done. Poor P- per PGA Tour, he is not allowed. He will not be allowed back. His 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 waivers are denied. He will not be allowed back on the PGA Tour. I'm absolutely blown away. Uh, other names: uh, Sergio Garcia, uh, Louis Oosthuizen, Lee Westwood, and Kevin Na. Kevin Na is another yeah, one. Kevin Na. Uh, wow. You uh, know who's rumored to be headed that way? Who's that? Nate's buddy. 
Tyler Gooch. Gooch. The Gooch is loose. That's rumored to be headed that way. Has not yet accepted anything, but is rumored to be headed that way. So 42-man field is going to be playing, and it's going to be in a couple of weeks. So I'd be interested to see uh, who's picked it up TV rights, man. That's going to be phenomenal to watch. Phil Mickelson, not on the list. Uh, you got, yeah, you got Brendan Grace, Justin Harding, Dustin Johnson, uh, Matt Jones. Uh, mm. That's another one. Uh, Chase Kepka, Brooks, his little brother. Um, good for him. Um, Graham McDowell, he's he's a staple in a lot of these. Um, yeah, a lot of these. Uh, UAB events. guy. Uh, UAB guy. I'm trying to see it. Turk Pettit. Wow, Ooh. we were just talking about Turk Pettit. Wow, Auburn, Alabama. Get some Turk. Go ahead, and get paid. <laughs> get uh, your money, man. Won the national championship a couple years ago for Clemson. So Turk, uh, Turk Pettit is in there. Ian Poulter, we already said that. Um, Hudson Swafford mm-hmm. or Harris English, one of the two. Is gonna, yeah, I don't know which one that is, but one of them's going to be in there. Yeah, um, Lee. Be sure to look at the name on the bag so you know who it is. Um, Peter Uline. You know he's been he was on he was on the uh, PGA Tour and then he's been on the Corn Ferry a lot. Yep. Um, former number one amateur. Uh, that's a pretty good one. I mean. Not like super duper groundbreaking names, like but DJ DJ is a groundbreaker. There is no telling what they paid him. Ben, what did they pay him? A hundred million dollars? Is that what they were going to pay? Isn't that what they were going to pay Bryson? Something? I think they were going to pay Bryson that. I they mean, had you got it. Here, here's the thing that I would love to know from behind the scenes. This is a this is bad for the PGA Tour, by the way. That DJ's jumping ship. That he's basically giving the PGA tour. He's the calling their bluff. Going, you know what he is. That's the thing. He's calling he's, their bluff. I'm wondering if his lawyers. I mean, he's he's got a ton of them because he's got that Gretzky connection too. Oh yeah. And I'm sure. And Wayne's sitting around not doing anything right now. And so he Wayne, loves DJ. And so Wayne was DJ. probably like, you know what? <laughs> Let me get my law guys to look at this. I don't think the PGA tour can hold you over. A I don't think they this. can either. I don't think they can either. And Dustin Johnson may have just crippled them. That could that could yes. cripple them. Uh, because if, if they so find good. that if other players find out that they can't do shit to Dustin, they're gonna be like, uh, I'm going after 25 million. You guys oh, heck yeah. Hey, hey travelers, let me go get <laughs> peace. I'm about to go make 20 mil over the yeah. weekend. Unfreaking believable. I cannot believe it. That's because, that's, see, that's incredible. The guys like the Ian Poulters of the world and the Sergios of the world, it'd been so long. They're at the they, end. Yeah. And, and it'd been so long since they had any sort of PGA Tour win. And they were known as European Tour players anyway. So it's one of those deals where it's kind of like, and now I will say the European Tour has also said that they will discredit anybody that joins. Um, but again, I think they're calling the European Tours bluff. Do you know how much Europe loves Sergio and Ian Poulter? They ain't gonna yeah. throw them out. They got what they're wanting them to be captains on the on the Ryder Cup team. They're not throwing them out. Like this is this is groundbreaking because I think DJ, the guy that everybody thinks is slow and doesn't do a lot of thinking, which every player has said, don't let it fool you. Guy's got a lot going on up there, which you don't realize. He's got a lot of other play. He thinks differently than everybody else. I think that he and the new <laughs> this is family, all funny tweet. I think the new and the new families got together and they're like, "Hey, f them! They yeah. can't do that to you." There's so this is a funny tweet. It says, "Bachelor DJ, 
my allegiance is to the PJ Tour. Uh, that statement, by the way, is is circulating. Everybody's yes. retweeting that. Oh, there's no I'm doubt. I'm committed. So, Bachelor DJ, my allegiance is to the PJ Tour. Married less than a month, DJ. Send lawyers, guns, and money. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So the forty, there's forty two men committed out of forty eight. So there's six mystery guys still out there. Um, <laughs> this is a great. This is a great tweet. Hudson Swafford goes to the live tour, but dodges a lifetime ban by still getting to play on the PGA tour as Harris English. (laughs) (laughs) That is phenomenal. That fits right with with what we say all the time. Yeah, this is, this, I'm telling you, you're right. I think the best thing that, that, uh, that Kyle just said was this cripples the PGA tour, because that's a, that's one of the names they needed. They needed a name and DJ's a name. I mean, four, play, four top 50 players in the in official world golf rankings. That's pretty solid. DJ, Louie, Gooch, and Kevin Na. That's a pretty strong hit for them. Uh, Gooch so, isn't there yet. He is not committed yet. He's I not think on that he's list, hit. Is he? I, I is he on that list? I think he's committed. That article I just read that said it was posted eight minutes ago, so it didn't have him in there. We'll have to see. There's going to be a lot of news coming out. I would expect some more names to be released uh, as you're listening to this. So, uh, wow, it's about to get really interesting, boys uh, and girls. So uh, pay attention to that. Thank you all for listening. It was another fun episode yes. of uh, Would You Rather Wednesday. Two great scenarios, fun stuff to talk about. Ben, it's always fun to do one with you. Uh, episode 184, uh, check us out. We'll be back Friday. we got some other stuff to talk about on Friday, and I can't wait to see what else comes of this Live Tour stuff. There's probably going to be – Oh, we may have three or four more names drop by then. Yeah, three or four more names to drop uh, by then. So uh, – Hang out. Catch you back on Friday. Uh, appreciate you know it, guys. Get, you know who's getting paid, Kyle? Who's that? Ever who the lawyer is that figured out that loophole for DJ? Every PGA Tour player is calling that dude. Oh, yeah. In the rumor <laughs> I just saw, 150 mil. 150 million. Hey, you know what the Powerball is? I think it's like 150 million right now. <laughs> so, so you know, whatever. Maybe go win the Powerball or go play on the Live Tour. But. Yeah. Uh, appreciate it, guys. Uh, enjoy the uh, rest of the week. We'll talk to you on Friday. Dad by Golf Bob. Always. Always. Broken. Broken. You've been listening to the Dad Bod Golf Pod. Always stroken. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.